Back in our topic, the topic is the Shiloh archives. So these are all real questions that happen, and the questions come in, in my direction. And rather than just dealing with the Shiloh the, the, and, and, and doing the research and issuing an answer, I thought it would be interesting to share some of the background and the research so we are better educated about these fascinating topics. Today's topic is, um, is the notion of shaving the head. We'll, we'll deal with the two questions in a moment. Before, before doing so, I'd like to, to, to thank our two sponsors this morning. First, to Eva and Rabbi Frankel, who are sponsoring today's shir, Le'ilu Nishmas, Eva's father, um, Jerry Ross, Alexander Zusha ben Avron Yosef, Oliver Shalom. Um, and that is going to be on the, what's the actual, the Yosef? The seventh. So Zion, Zion of this, uh, just, uh, just in a couple of days' time, um, in describing, in describing uh, your, your father, um, Eva has, uh, describes him as a quiet person, a person who would be happy at home reading a book, happy with, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him. He came to New York at the age of 17, and before things got really bad in Poland, he couldn't get his parents out legally, um, and they perished, but under unclear circumstances. He was the only child, but now has Baruch Hashem, two great grandsons and counting who are named for him, and Be'ezra Hashem, there'll be many more reasons to have for him to have Nachas, Be'ezra Hashem. Nishmasai Eden, thank you for sharing um, and that we could learn um, for him this morning. I also want to thank Chai and Josh, who are, who are sponsoring this morning. Um, Le'ili Nishmas, Josh's great-grandfather. This is Rav Yeshua Heshel ben Rav Chaim Shmuel, um, who is, was the Rebbe of Chenchen Elkosh. Is that the correct pronunciation? Chenchen Elkosh. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, uh, uh, who was, uh, I just read the, the biography, is a remarkable individual. Um, who was um, at a very young age assumed the Rabbonus was uh, became a Rebbe in um, he was started off in Chenchin and then ultimately um, very soon afterwards um, became the Rebbe of Elkosh um, and was uh, tremendous Yechos he comes from the um, from the family of Rav Chaim Shmuel of Chenchin and the Rebbe Tzun Rachel um, was uh, also educated by the Gutzer Yid of Nustat. Right, the son of the Mor of Hashemesh. Mor of Hashemesh is one of the great commentaries on the Ramban on the Torah, um, one of the great Hasidic commentaries. Um, he, he had many Hasidim who he, he treated with uh, tremendous compassion and care. He didn't speak that much. He was a person who guarded his words. When he said something, it, it really, truly mattered. Um, he had the opportunity of leaving before the Holocaust, but decided not to, to stay with his Hasidim, even though he had the opportunity of escaping himself. And uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the summer of 1943, he was in a bunker try and uh, was discovered by the Nazis, was not able to even leave himself on his own feet because of his weakness, was taken out um, and taken to Auschwitz. He, this, he was around the age of 85 at the time that he went to Auschwitz was, and, uh, and was killed al Kiddush Hashem. But uh, Baruch Hashem, his family continues and uh, continues his legacy. And Be'ezra Hashem, he should have a lichter gegan Eden. Um, thank you for sharing the opportunity to learn with them. So here are the questions uh, that, that came to me. I'll tell you the, the question that came to me, and then a question which didn't come to me, but is a related question. Question number one is an individual who is in the stage of early balding and, um, and feels that, that, that it has a tremendous impact on their self-confidence and, uh, um, and their sense of self. So they, 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 they tried to, to investigate the notion of a hair transplant, which is becoming very popular, especially in Turkey, I've heard. 
um, and, uh, and 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 um, and he was not a candidate for this. But he feels very he feels very badly about about this, especially because many of his contemporaries are not in this in the, in this space. So he wanted to know if there's a, pro, a, a, a possibility of just you know going you know it's either all or nothing, as they say, right? So uh, to, to to completely shave everything so that there's a uniformity and it feels a little less um, a, a, a little less um, of uh, of an issue. Um, that's that's the question that was asked. Are there any dispensations? Is there is there an allowance for that? That's that's question number one. Question number two was actually a case that actually happened in Israel. This did not happen in, in under my jurisdiction, but I, but I thought that it was just fascinating. Is about a in a particular yeshiva they had a group of bachrim. And you know how it works. You know there's a you know the restroom which has a number of showers and there's the dormitory. And so in the showers, what happened was is that they found that there was somebody who was thieving the shower utility. Somebody was using Ariel's shampoos and using the soaps and, and they tried to catch the, and warn, put signs and nobody listened. So they came up with a thing, uh, a suggestion where they put into the shampoo a, a balding agent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they waited, they waited for this and lo and behold, one of the, one of the boys had a, you know, unusually early balding experience on a part of his head. And and the question they asked or the, afterwards after they devised this plan, this boy obviously did did to shiver for his uh, his ill doing. But then the question became: Is number one is is this was during the three weeks that this happened? So was there a problem doing this during the three weeks? Number two was uh, was is is there an issue? They realized maybe we cut his hair, maybe we cut all of his hair off essentially. And number and and, and uh, number three, he wanted to know if he could cut the rest of his hair off because it was it obviously was it was not a very uh, was not a uniform. Um, Haircuts. So that, that was a, a question that was asked. Has parallel applications to, to what we're doing now? As opposed to the coffee shear last week, where we did a demonstration, <laughs> this shear is not going to be with a, a barber seat in the middle right now. Um, although the, 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 the possibility did cross my mind, but let's start at the very beginning. So the, the, it is worthwhile understanding that that most people are unaware of the fascinating halacha, what's called peyosarosh. Most people are, called, are aware of what's called peas hazakan. Peas hazakan means to say, and this is all a man-centric halacha, but there, is, there, are, there are corners on the face that one is not allowed to cut. So one's not allowed to cut certain parts of the hair on one's face. Um, and that is, in fact, um, specifically limited to the cutting with the razor. So that's why today when we have alternatives, which are not razor cuts, so shavers, which are less effective, um, and the reason they are less effective is they are not blades. They are actually scissor motions. So whether the, there's a scissor and a foil, and the, and the scissor action is going backwards and forwards, or whether there's spinning blades underneath the foil, creating a scissor action, that's, what, that, that's what's done. And that's why that's how um, Jewish men are allowed to shave. They are not allowed to use a razor. You're not allowed to use a razor on your face. That is, um, which would be the most effective way of shaving. Um, so that, that's, that's in the department of the face. But when it comes to the head, there's a separate iser called peas harosh, the, the corners of the head, literally. And the question mm. becomes, what is this? How far is the extent of this? Where is this? How short is this? And how does this affect us? Because that's really the question that we're dealing with right now. So let's start at the very beginning. The Torah tells us in Parshas Emar, Loi sakifu paas roshchem. Don't destroy the corners of your, or of your head. Then it says, Don't destroy the corners of your beard. So those are two separate isurim. Um, and there's the, the beard, the frontal fa- um, hair, and then there is 
the hair somewhere on the head as well. That's what it seems to be. What is the reason why the Torah goes to such a length? So the Rambam says in the Sefer Achinoch says, because we're trying to avoid looking like non-Jews, like pagans. And this would be a common pagan hairstyle, would be to destroy those sets of hairs. So to avoid being like them, that's what the Torah ultimately says. The Tur, Rabbeinu Yaakov disagrees with them and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us. It may be that in certain areas, that is in fact the way that people would act. But even in the absence of that, we're not allowed to do this. Right? Don't, don't limit the mitzvah to, to, to the logic. Now, I, just, I was doing a little bit of reading, actually, um, about the ancient Egypts, Egyptians. Uh, the Canaanites are a little more you know, untidy. If you looked at the, if you looked at their at their hairstyles, but the Egyptians had a, the, the Egyptians, generally speaking, um, had a quite a. If you look at like the the, the different hieroglyphics, you'll notice that the upper class actually um, had shaven heads. Right? So the pharaohs had shaven heads. The women did not. The women the, the women um, um, had longer hair. And even the, some of the times where you'll see the upper class that had longer hair. In fact, I was reading an article in JSTOR that that was actually what they did was they shaved the head and they, the royalty had wigs. It was seen as an expression of dominance to take somebody else's hair um, and, and, and wear it. Uh, when they were younger, most of them were shaved except for a little bit of hair. Again, it depends on the different times. There were many stages in ancient Egyptian history. But um, certainly in Egyptian history, the upper class, the royalty, had shaved, the men had shaven heads as well. So one can very plausibly understand what the Rambam is saying. The Rambam was saying the Torah is talking to us and saying society around you, as part of their pagan rites and ritual, shave their heads. And in India, you can sort of you know go and see that still still in certain societies that is the situation. Um, don't be like the pagans um, is, um, is is what's suggested. So if you look at certain certain you know pictures of like the different pharaohs as well, you know they're all shave head, uh, shaven heads. Uh, it is interesting to, to to note that there are certain societies in which. Um, in, in which we're, 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 the notion of a mohawk is very popular, and that's oftentimes associated with pagan rites and ritual. The mohawk is where the hair is grown at the top and not along the sides. And so it should be, it be aware to, uh, we should be aware of the fact that the Judaism is moving away from that type of headdress. That's what it seems to be. It is worthwhile noting that the Sefer HaChinuch in a different place by the Halachas of Bris Miller has a different reason. He doesn't, he, he when describing why, why it is that we have why that men have a responsibility to have a bris miller? He says because it's a physical symbol on the body that you are a Jew, that you're unique. He says similar to the way that we cut our hair, which means as opposed to saying it's about being not like them, it's about being like us, right? It's about being uh, being like us. So that means to say it's a distinct effect of who we are rather than who we are not as well. So just you know when you look around in today's world, there's actually a lot of people. So the, the mohawk, sort of you know that that style which which uh, which keeps coming up. Is, is where the sides are gone and the top is there. That's precisely what the Torah is avoiding. Whether it's full shaving or side shaving, these are the types of styles we're doing. And I assume that this is probably what the Torah also avoided, is don't become a priest, right? So priests have these, the, these, uh, these types of shaving. That's clearly an Isser Doraisa. And then I assume that <laughs> being a North Korean dictator is also probably off the cards. Um, um, so, but now if you sort of look at, look at the response of the Torah and sort of the extreme of what it is today, it's exactly the opposite, right? Where you have the long beards, the long payos, right, that are in the Hasidic Jews. In fact, if you look at some of the Hasidic children, it's the, almost the exact opposite of a mohawk, right? Where as opposed to there being hair on the top of the head and no hair on the sides, they take all the hair off the top, 
but there's hair on the side, right? So I remember when my son was, uh, was, was uh, my first son was a little baby, we, had, we, 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 we joked that he had a preceding hairline because, uh, because he only had hair on the sides in the sort of uh, very chassidish fashion and the hair on the top had it took a while to come. It seems that, that, that it's not that the Torah is ad, um, advocating extremes, but the Torah is saying that the hair is a, is a clearly a central part of who we are and it is important, first of all, not to be like the pagans, but more centrally to be like ourselves. Which is, a fa- that, that seems to be what the Torah is telling us. So now, the question is, well, let's get into nuts and bolts. What does that look like precisely? So, we know that the Gemara says, if you shave your entire head, that is the part of the Isra Daraisa. Um, and this is fascinating because in the Jewish community, and without pointing any fingers, there are a, n- a number of men in their 40s and 50s who I see walking around the community without any hair on their heads. And it's not just balding. Right, so that's that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that, right? So, so uh, let, let's let's get a little more into the details. So, where is this precisely? So, let's look at the halacha. The halacha says in Shulchan Aruch. Listen to the way that it's framed in the Shulchan Aruch. It says, "Seir hapea mikneged aser shal pachadasai." The hair, um, which is parallel to the hair on one's forehead, va'ad lemata mina oizen, and below the ear. Where the lower jaw separates. And the entire width of this area you shouldn't touch. So it's very hard to convey these kinds of things in words. You notice this? It's very, it's very ambiguous as to what that is precisely. So generally speaking, the way it's understood Rav Belsky um, in his Sefer Shulchan HaLevi um, describes and his, his um, uh, tradition that he, he received from Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky that it starts, and the way it's quoted in his book is, at the highest part of the hairline as it arches over the ear. So we're talking about if, if, if one were to feel a behind one's ear where the arch, the top of the arch of the hairline is, that's where it starts, um, in a slightly curved line across to where the hairline of the forehead turns sharply downwards towards the sideburns. So there's the hairline on the front, and then there's the part where the hairline turns downwards. From that to above the ear, the arc of the ear, in a slightly, a slightly curved fashion. Little, it's a, it's a, it's a little, um, it's a little. Uh, um, uh, we'll call it what's the word? Um, uh, uh, vague, as one can say. I just want to see if I can find this. Uh, I just put out a picture that was put out by the Chicago collar, which is helpful. So the Chicago collar has it sort of where you go right behind the ear, where the ar- the arch of the top of the ear is and all the way to where the hairline turns downwards. Okay, so that's the area. There's a debate as to is that a direct diagonal or do you move it in a sort of circular fashion following the arc of the head itself. That's, that's what the, the top area, and that is compromises the Peyasarosh. What about the lower side? So the Shulchan Aruch is clear about this and says that it goes down to Ad Mokom where the lower jaw separates. Not so easy to understand this uh, um, as, as to what this means precisely, because it goes down to the, the, the level of the ear. Actually, let me read the actual, actual Lashon. Let me see if I can find the actual Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch. Here we go. Um, mm-hmm. One second. Let me see. No, this is, this is all, all, all here. Let me see. So he says it goes down to the bone where the, where the ear is. So what does that mean exactly? So I just, you know, sort of if you look at the human skull, it's actually worthwhile knowing that there is, there, the, 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 there's two parts of the human skull. There's the jawbone, and then there's the skull itself at the top. So it seems that, um, that where the jawbone attaches, just where the above of the jawbone attaches is a 
uh, is, a, is a bone bridge where the ear fits. And you can feel this in your head, right? So you can feel just into the side of your ear, there's a bone there. And that bone then has a recess above it, which is where the ear, ear canal goes into the head and transfers information to the brain. So it sounds like somewhere around that bone, which is sort of midway around the earlobe. Yes, Chaim. <coughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. Someone knowledgeable about that. It's very easy to find. You stick your finger on your head over here and yes. you on your mouth. You yes. Know. That's where the joy is. Very good. Thank you. We have, that's how we have our, our, our dental surgeon right here. So, so, if, um, so you can feel the jawbone. where the jawbone is connecting over here. So it's, the question becomes is, is this something where you have to at, uh, biologically at an, um, know where this is? Or is this something descriptive on the outside? Is the Shukharach talking about what we feel or what we see is a, is, is a matter of slight debate over here. So Rav Binyamin Zilbin in the Oz Nidbru describes this and his word is, is that it goes down to the bottom of the ear. So the bottom of the ear does not include the, the ear, ear lobe in terms of the, the ear sir, which we mean to say that the lowest place over here, the highest place is the arc behind the ear to the hairline. The lowest place including the sideburns will go to the bottom of the ear according to the Oz Nidbru, but Rav the, the Eretz Hatsui, Rav Arya Yitzvi Frimer, um, makes a point that it goes to that bone in the middle that you're talking about, Chaim, um, which would be, so to speak, center of the ear and right next to where the ear cavity is. And he points out, an interesting point is that is oftentimes is where a person's hair color changes. So I just, I don't know who he is. <laughs> but if you look at people who are aging, right, as they go, it's interesting that the color of one's, uh, the color of one's hair changes in one's beard earlier than it changes in one's hair, and the change usually starts somewhere towards the middle of the sideburn. That's the area that we're talking about over here, which is the, the bottom. You can see over here just very clear the darker hair at the top, and towards the middle of the ear is where the gray starts happening as well. Every time I go to the, the, the barber, um, you know, there seems to be more of a silver shower, you know, and I say, Ay! I said, Ay, what's going to be? And he says, he says, Ay, Rabbi, at least it's there. No. <laughs> so every every time. So um, so that, this is this is what this is what uh, um, um, is is described. So there's a little bit of a debate as to how low one goes. What is interesting from this, just to appreciate, is this means to say that the sideburns are not part of peas hazakan, but part of peas harosh, which means to say the ear, the neck, the, the sideburn is actually belonging to the head area rather than the face area, which is very important for the, we'll get to in just, in just a moment, okay? It's not the frontal part of the, of the head, it's the rear part of the head, therefore peas a rush. Um, as, as we'll see, there'll be an, a very important application um, of, of this. In addition to this, we are looking at the hair roots, not where the hair reaches. That means to say, let's say you have young boys, as an example, they don't have sideburns, right? Their hair is not growing out of their face yet. So what, that, their hair just grows from their hair, on their head. Now, usually what we do is we leave the payos to go down. But technically speaking, right, um, technically speaking, that's not really the payos arosh. That's an extension. That's a chumrah of an extension of it, right? And similarly over here, it's where the hair starts is what one's not allowed to do. If it's in that domain, one cannot, um, one cannot cut it. Well, now we'll figure out what cutting means as well because we need to figure out, for, first of all, what is the instrument one can use? and what is the length that one can, uh, can do it. So let's go to instruments first. So when it comes to the pas hazakan, we know that the Torah to prevents a hash, uh, as understood by a rabbinic tradition, the Gomorrah Makos is understood to mean with a ta'ar. A ta'ar means a blade. So uh, the most effective way of cutting hair is with a blade. 
um, when one runs the blade across the skin at a particular angle, very sharp blade, it cuts the hair. And it does so in a way that's very effective, is much more longer lasting than any scissor action will be done. And that's why we're not allowed to do that. The shaving cream adds those nice razors, none of that is allowed for a Jewish man. Um, that's that's, that's uh, the, the, a, a significant Isser Daraisa, in, 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 so much so that the Gomorrah even says that it's not just a halacha on the makif, but even the nikaf, which means to say that if you're in the, the barber's chair and you say, you know, please do me a, 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 do me a favor and just shave my, my face or shave my head, if you're a messiah, if you're involved in the process, that's also part of the problem as well. So it's not that you can't outsource this, you're not allowed to do this if it's with a tire. When it comes to the head, so let's now move from the front domain to the back domain of the man. When it comes to this, then the question becomes, well, what instrument is it disallowed? The Ramam says, and this is the way the Ramam is quoted by saying, <coughs> In a similar way to the face, says the Ramam, you are allowed to use a scissor action cutting as well when it comes to the Peas Arosh. That's what the Ramam understands. So in, a, in the same way that we would be able to shave the beard, we'd be able to shave the head as well according to Ramam. However, both the Toysos and the Rosh, Rabbeinu Asher, disagree vehemently. And from a number of proofs, technical readings of the Gemara, we're not going to go through right now, uh, but the, they say that, in fact, the head is different to the face when it comes to this. And the Gemara makes it clear that the problem with the head is actually removing the hair, not how you remove the hair. Which means to say that the isra on the head would be not just with a ta'ar, with a razor, but even with a misparayim as well. That's what the, that, that's what the Rosh and the Tosa says. So how does this filter down la'alacha? The Shulchan Aruch says very clearly, This is in Simon Kuf Pei Aleph in Yeradzeh. This is not, you don't find this in regular Arachayim. Um, you're not chayav, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not transgressed, you're not uh, um, went, um, transgressed that line unless you use a razor, but there are those who forbid the misbaraim ke'entar with scissors that work like a, a blade, and the Shorach says that we should be concerned about their words, which is the practice that we have today, which means to say, whether you're using a razor or a shaver, one is not allowed to cut that hair as well, which is important because that means to say that when one is shaving with a shaver, one cannot cut above a certain point by their sideburns, not even, even with the shaver, right? Because that's a problem of the head. The head, the head domain, you cannot cut too short. That's, that's what's very important to realize. Similarly, in the area above the ear to the forehead, that area as well, cannot be cut too short with a shaver, even though the instrument is acting with the scissor action as well. Now, in, in the whole area of, of shavers, that happens to be, shavers itself happens to be a very fascinating debate in general, because most shavers have the, you know, as I mentioned beforehand, or either let's say the one blade, like the, the Norelco one blade is essentially like an agitating, moving at an extreme vibration. There's a blade that's moving underneath, and then there's, there, there's holes that, 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 that the hair goes through, and then through a scissor action, it cuts it. Or the, the other Norelkas or the other similar brands where there's three spin, spinning blades that are underneath the film, and it cuts in a spinning blade. There's a discussion that's had in the post game, just, oh, this is a side point, there's a discussion that's had in the post game, is what happens if the one blade or the circular blades are sharp enough to cut by themselves? 
That's a question. Meaning, let's say that the blade is sharp enough that it could naturally cut this uh, by itself. Does that act as a razor? As a razor for that regarded, I know that Rabbi Moshe Hanuman in Baltimore, who is the postlek for the star, okay, that's his of such an opinion. And so when a new shave would come out, he would take a, be- a long string off the be- his beard, like he'd pull off a-, a hair of his beard, and he'd have somebody hold it and place the blade of the shaver against it to see if it cut naturally. Meaning to say, can it cut by itself, or does it need the scissor action in order to be able to cut? That's the question. That that's the gradation that he understood. Uh, many other posts can. And the OU doesn't, um, as far as I'm aware of, is not, not, in, not in that camp. There, there, as long as the scissor action is fine. There was a discussion when it came to the lift and cut. Is lift and cut better? Because what the, the claim, at least in the advertising, is, is that there's two parts to the blade. There's the first part which catches the hair, pulls it out a little further, and then the blade snips it. Is that more like a cane tire, where it's, like, it's a little lot closer because it's cutting the hair deeper, which is supposed to last longer or not? There's a whole discussion which is had, and some, some boys came at the, at the time that these, the, these devices came out said, you should have the lift and cut part removed, right? So there's two layers of blades. Have the lift and cut part, it's very easy to see when you pull out the blades, have those removed, and then uh, do, do the regular shaving. Whereas uh, many post said it's just a gimmick. <laughs> it's, it's a sales gimmick. It doesn't really work. It doesn't really do what they say that, 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 that it says it does. Um, so it happens to me there's a lot of debate in this. I remember one time I was very confused about this, and I went to Rabbi Mayor Twersk, and I said, Rabbi, there's so much debate in the shaver industry, in the halakhic shaver industry, that essentially you could get the right outcome for your question depending on who you asked. Right? So if you knew that you were worried about you know, self-cutting blades, you could speak, uh, then you would not speak to Rav Heinemann. If you worry about the lifting cuts, you would not speak to um, the other poiskim who are concerned about that. So meaning depending on that. So Rabbi Tversky said to me, and I remember it's a very important rule, he said, when you get to heaven, they're not going to ask you what shaver you used. They are going to ask you were you consistent in your halakha, halakhic practice. And this came up a lot during COVID is like, you know, did you find a doctor that you could Google who said what you wanted? Or did you follow the doctor you've always followed for the rest of your life, right? Did you find a rabbi who suddenly signed on a letter you've never heard the name of? Or do you, consistency is a very important, important game when it comes to trying to, to that, that's what he was observing, especially in the shave industry, it's, it's such. Yes, Baruch. Kind of like on the brawn, it's more like a... Yes, generally speaking, the brawn... Ron comes under the same thing. The generally, generally speaking, most people, there's a, a website called koshershavers.com, which is fantastic. Um, and um, the brawn is just, uh, is, uh, is, uh, this, 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 the brawn is fine. The brawn is fine. Uh, fine. It, it's worthwhile knowing that, that there are those who follow, let's say Rav Hahnemann, there, there are a number of ones that would be off the table from that as well. But generally speaking, I just want to say, Shavers are pretty bad. <laughs> they really don't do a great job, and it doesn't last for so long, and that's why, that's why we're allowed to use them. They, meaning, no matter how great the technology gets, they're not as good as razors. They don't last as long, it's not as clean, and that's the pr- precise the point. We use shavers because shavers aren't great. Um, but be it as it may. Okay, so this is the, uh, but even the shavers, as I was pointing out beforehand, cannot enter into the domain of what's called Peyasa Rosh. They cannot enter into the domain of where the head is. So the head is, is, as we described, into the lower elements, whether it's the ear or the bone of the jaw, that, that area you cannot shave as well. Um, it is, yes? Ah, good question. So it actually used to be, this used to be a thing, you know, for a few days you'd be very red, yes, but this is a whole discussion. So waxing was, it was actually allowed when it came to um, let men feel the pain of women, right? So, uh, <laughs> so let let uh, so let, so it, um, the, it's it's a, it would be allowed in the area of the pass hazakan, and that became a, uh, a certainly a, a, an alternative to the tire. But when it comes to the head, that becomes a shila. 
is this like a misparaim or not? Is this a third category of removal of hair, or is it, um, or is it any type of removal of hair that becomes a question when it comes to the rosh? Whether it comes to the zakan for sure, and people used to do this, but I mean these things were not such good chemicals that, that people were putting on their faces. They used they used they used uh, all kinds of things to to try to do this in the day before. Those who did not permit shavers at the beginning um, used went in this direction, and uh, you know so for dating you'd look very red. You know, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's the way it would, uh, it, it would, uh, it would play itself out. Um, that's in terms of the actual instrument, right? So the, when it comes to the instrument, we are machmer, like the Tosis and the, uh, and the Rosh, which is the predominant view in the Rishonim, that, that the head is different to the beard, and you cannot use any instrument to be able to shorten that. So the question becomes, well, how long precisely? So uh, this actually goes back to an interesting observation made in the Rambam. So this, this actually, there, there's two observations the Rambam makes. Um, in two different areas. The one is by the, the, the area of Naziris. We know that a Nazir is not allowed to cut their hair, right? So the question becomes is, well, at which point, Halacha has to have specific definitions. So at which point in time is that considered cut? So the Ramam says, Nazir achas ben betar ben bezug. If a Nazir, a person has accepted upon themselves, let's say a 30-day, a 60-day <coughs> interval of not cutting hair, and they cut their hair with a razor or with a scissor action, then that, that, that even one hair, um, that person is uh, obligated. It has to be cut from its root to really transgress Naziros. And he says, even if you've pulled it out, you yanked it out with your hands. Ouch. Whether you're doing it or you're outsourcing it, it's a problem. If you leave enough, that you could bend the hair back so that its tip could touch its root, then that's, you have not yet transgressed the uh, transgressed. Now think about that for a moment, a little bit finicky there. Um, but if you, if, if you have enough that you could bend it over so the tip is touching root. So we're talking about a, a small level. Rabelsky puts that at the level two in terms of, shaving, in terms of shavers or um, if you know now, again, different brands of different gradations. But generally speaking, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, um, so to speak, as numbers as to how there's a zero is uh, is a shave. One is a very small, is a very very thin um, a, a cover or um, on on the foil. Then there's a two or three or four. And so a lot of times when people go to the barbers, they say, "What's it going to be? Is it going to be a four on the sides?" You know. So the question is becomes is what happens if you want to if you would like to um, w w what's the word um, uh, uh, less, lessen up your 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 side your fade, fade your sideburns. So in that case, you can't go below a two, according to Rabelsky and interpretation of this, which is actually pretty thin, which is pretty thin, it's pretty close, about two millimeters, it's very, right to the thing, and that's based on the Ramam's definition in the zeros here, as Diane Rice, the Minchas Yitzchak, accepts as well. It is well worthwhile noting that the Ramam in Hilchos Paraduma, which should be relevant to folks if you've been following the news, is every few years another Paraduma appears, right? Baruch Hashem. And so they've got one in Israel right now that they're, they're examining, completely red heifer, no, no patches, no anything else. So then the question becomes um, about this is that, um, um, that, you're, that uh, you need to have it that there's no white or black hairs. And, and, the, and then the question is, is what, what about the Raman says, It needs to be that the red hairs remain so that you can take them with a scissor. 
Lefichach, so he's describing, let's say I have foreign hairs there, which are not the right color. How much to count, uh, how much of that hair matter, really matters or would be consequential. Lefichach, imo yavo shnei soros levonos ashachoros she'enon niklotim bezug harayzuk shera. So let's say it has two hairs which are white, or two hairs which are black, but you can't reach them. They're, they're just, they're so small, you can't really cut them, right? Then that's all right. That's not, that does not um, upset this being a paradoma, which is, which is fascinating. Now, this is a little bit of a different, different definition, according to Raman. It's nilkotim bezug, which means to say that are available to be cut with the scissor. That's a little shorter than the fold-back method the Raman described when it comes to Naziros, right? That's a much shorter grade when it comes to this. And in fact, um, Rav Shechter quotes in the, in the, in the Eretz Atzvi, quotes Rav Moshe Soloveitchik, who says, he quoting, quoting Rav Soloveitchik, who quoted his father, Rav Moshe Soloveitchik, You need to be able to feel the hair with your nail, right? So if you run your nail over that area of the skin and you can feel the hair, that's still sufficient, like the second definition as well. So it happens to be a debate in the, uh, uh, over here in the Akronim as to how, how we'll call it extreme of a haircut needs to be, to be had in order to get there. Is it that you can still feel the hair, right? Or is it that it needs to be a two, which you, in other words, essentially the amount to fold back each hair, which is about two millimeters, very, very short um, area, a very, very short um, amount, amount, amount of space. So let's come back to our question for a moment. So the, the individual over here is balding naturally on top, Okay, a receding hairline, and he has the hair around the sides, which he feels is sort of sticks out and makes him feel very uncomfortable. So his question is, is can I shave the sides? So technically speaking, the answer is no. Right, we saw in the Shogarach, that's the pass, that, that, that area on the sides which he wants to shave is the pass harosh, including the, the hair over here. So that would be the area which is, which is, a, which is a problem to shave. And the, the, uh, and the truth is, even if he's using a shaver, not a razor. However, I just spoke to to Rao Aliwitz, uh, about uh, about this. Rao has a lot of a lot. I've uh, done a lot of research on this topic, um, and um, and one comment he made to me is is that we've got to stop being a little, uh, so so vain in general, right? I Meaning to say, like we get older and we get older. That's what happens, right? We it's it's it, we it, to 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 uh, to fight the process or the natural process of aging. Uh, is 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 not um, is you know it's a, it's a little it's a it's a vain question of the first world countries that we're dealing with now, but like having said, put that aside, um, you're right. So they are you're right. So when when you have somebody in their twenties who are right, I remember I had guys in yeshiva who were you know they they were trying to figure out was it the Israeli shampoo. Right, there's a whole the water. There was a whole thing because there's a lot of guys who came to yeshiva and suddenly at 19 years old, you know. The, the hair was coming out. So when you're in that situation, that's not vain. But we're talking about a person who's naturally a, um, aging. That, that everybody has different genes, right? Um, and uh, and so what was that? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is a first world problem. But be it as it may, Rowley was actually made an interesting point. Let's look at the, what we just learned together. There's a debate in halacha in the Rishonim as to whether the one is allowed to shave with a shave with a shaver or a razor. That's the machlokes Rambam. And the Russian toises. We paskin says the Shuvarach, Yesh Lachmir Kidvarehim, that we should be careful not to do it even with a Misbarayim um, action as well. That's debate number one. Number, debate number two is, is what's the length today, right? So do you base, go based on the Raman by Nazirus that it's about the amount that you can fold back the hair, which is slightly longer, or the amount that the Raman says when describing the Alakhzaparaduma that you can feel it, right? You can cut it with a scissor or like feel it, feel it with your nails. That being the case, 
Um, this is an interesting uh, uh, possibility over here. Is there something like that and it's really, it's, it's a, a real self-confidence issue. There might be the possibility of shaving it with a shaver, not a razor, to a degree that one can still feel it, thereby entering into the realm of both debates, if that makes sense, right? Using both debates um, in, in this way. Well, on the one hand, it might not be too short according to the one the one is shita, and according to the other shita, which is the ikra of the shulchan aruch, would be all right in that in that respect. That's a limud schus for um, for for this opportunity, but it does. I don't think it explains a lot of the the bald heads we see walking around the community necessarily, unfortunately, because I don't think that was consulted or, or asked about. Where it goes all the way down and and it's, and, and even with the shave as well, we want to be careful. Let's go into the into the other question that 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 uh, that, that appeared. This is a question which is asked to Rav Zilberstein about uh, about the the boys who uh, set up the way to get rid of the the shampoo sti- um, thief, and they did so by putting their balding agent into the shampoo. So uh, the question number one is: Is like taking the law into your own hands in the first place? Is that an, an allowed is that an allowed course of action? And so in this case, Rav Zilberstein actually says interestingly enough: If there was no alternative, then yes, meaning. If there was no way, you couldn't mark it, you couldn't lock it up, you couldn't put it, there was no way else to do it, and there's no, and there's no way to get to, to, to apprehend the, um, the thief, then this is actually a, a permissible recourse in action in this particular case. Um, and in fact, it might even be all right because this person is stealing, right? So this person is, is, try, is committing an isodoraisa every time they take the shampoo, especially because people have expressed their displeasure. It's the topic of conversation in the dormitory. There are signs, and this person carries on stealing. This is not, uh, this is not incidental. And so therefore, they're saving it. So which would mean that even though it was during the three weeks that they decided to take their invasive sting, sting operation, um, that, um, it would also be all right because this, the, the, the not cutting hair during the three weeks is a isr de Rabbanon because of Khurban bias. But this person every day is, maybe not every day, probably every week, <laughs> it's a dormitory after all, is transgressing. In fact, you know, in the Yeshua parlance, it's what's called, from week to week showering is called coasting. Mm-hmm. And then every other week is called roller coasting, right? So just, <laughs> they, these, these things, are, this, these, these realities exist in dormitories. Nachman? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, yeah. why would they be allowed to do this if you know ultimately you're going to be embarrassed so many I know, I know. It becomes a little bit of a slippery slope. I know there was a situation in a, in a yeshiva that I was in, actually, in the high school dormitory, that there was uh, there was there was um, there was somebody who was p- putting the fire alarm, right? So that and and that would be a whole thing because there was somebody who pulled the fire alarm. They'd have to br- bring it in, like in the middle of the night, and then they'd have to bring every out as a fa- false alarm, and this kept on happening. So what they did was they put um, they, they they put a staining agent on the on the on the fire alarm, and um, and and it was a little different because under UV it was you could be seen under UV and it wouldn't you couldn't remove it after, off for two weeks. So when the next alarm went, they, they caught their culprit and so on. So there are different ways that one could perhaps achieve this achieve this goal. Unfortunately, in this case, but I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit of a slippery slope. He seemed to think that uh, under the circumstances, this person, this person, well, admitted and returned and and paid back the shampoo and and clearly never did this kind of thing again. So it was a lesson learned. But you're right. There are there, there are more severe hazing methodologies that we could think about could uh, be outgrow this. For the one day, for the one week, the, for the one week that you watch the camera, why didn't you? 
Oh yeah, you know you make it free. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, you're right. You're right. There are alternatives. There are alternatives. There are ways to do this. But you know, this is this is a dorm environment, as uh, as we say. You know, you know. Sorry, you know what they say is the difference between a good and bad haircut is about two weeks, right? So <laughs> for the men, this is a particularly uh, true because you see, men men don't measure haircuts, um, you know, in um, in a cosmetic fashion. Usually, they measure them in degrees of efficiency. Right, so this haircut will be efficient for two weeks or four weeks or six weeks. That's the question, you know, is how efficient is it, right, usually. But be it as it may, I mean, Rav Zobostin does point out, in terms of the actual halachic issue that we're dealing with, in terms of the payasa rosh, this is where it comes down to Chaya, your question, which is like this, is on, 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 on this regard, maybe, is, is the, 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 the question that we're also asking is, wait a second, we essentially shaved somebody's head. Like, how would this be different is if, you know, you take the guy, gag him, tie him up, and shave off his head, right? How would that be different to, to, to this and that being the case? Are you allowed to do that? You're not, you're, it's, the Isra is on the Makiv and the Nikaf, whether you're doing it or you're the recipient. You're not allowed to do that. So isn't this the same thing? They're just using an agent now. So many Poiskim would actually say, um, the Hartzi, Ratzi Pesach Frank, says it's the same thing, meaning there's only two categories. It's binary, right? So there's, there's shavers and there's everything else. And the machlokas of the Rambam and the Rosh Hashanah is shavers versus anything else. And because we're machmir for anything else, that means to say whether you're using a scissor or a balding agent. That would be a isra on the head. For the, the face, there, anything else would be fine because anything else is like scissor action. That's, uh, that's what the heart C says. Whereas there's a sefer called the Dvar Yosho, wrote Shalas and Shuvas recently, who said, no, that's not the case. Maybe there are three categories. The Shulchan Aruch was talking about a, um, a the, the Rambam was talking about a blade. The Torah and the Rosh are talking about a misparaim, but then there's a sum. A sum is some sort of um, um, uh, uh, chemical which will remove the hair, whether that's in, it, uh, taken orally or applied um, on, 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 on actual skin. That's not talked about. That's not even part of the Isra whatsoever. And the Devar Yoshua says that's not included when it comes to head shaving as well. So just to cut to, to, your, to your point, that's reason number one where it's fine. Uh, all right. Another, another reason why it's also fine in this case, um, in this particular case, is this, the Ganav was misasek. What misasek means to say is that you're doing an action which you have no comprehension of the outcome of that action. So for instance, let's just differentiate between Ms. Asek and Shoigeg on Shabbos. So I, w- I wake up on Shabbos morning, I'm completely groggy, I walk into the bathroom and I flick on the lights, right? Oh man, that's, w- w- is that Ms. Asek or is that Shoigeg? We call that Shoigeg, why? I know I'm switching on the lights, I've just forgotten it's Shabbos, right? So the physical action, I know what I'm doing, I just, I'm, I'm absent of mind because it was a late night, whatever else it is. I didn't sleep well. That's Shoigeg. But let's say I'm standing at the back of the Simcha Hall on Shabbos, and I lean backwards, and as the speaker gets to the crescendo, the lights all go off, right? Because I lean backwards and switch them off, right? So in that case, um, that's called Miss Asik. I didn't know the outcome of my action. So in this particular case, here, you've, what, what have they done? They've, they've filled the shampoo dispenser with this, uh, with this balding agent, but the person putting it on has no understanding of the consequence of the actions, right? So in this case, he himself, so this was certainly not a case of um, an, active, an active removal of hair. And number three, and this is very fascinating, the, the Gomorrah tells, actually I mentioned the Gomorrah comments on this, the Gomorrah tells us that there are certain times of year that based on the responsibility to put up certain signage, right? It's around Adar especially, this is when the, when the, when the winter season, the rainy season is ending, there's a responsibility to basically put up certain signs. Does anybody remember what signs they have to put up? <coughs> what was that? 
One son is the Pash, not the Pashkavilian in in Mesharim. Nope, no, that was not it. Um, what well, they need to put up the signs are, are what's called Metzayim Alakfaros. They need to re make markers around cemeteries, right? For those who are, who are carrying truma for Kohanim, uh, at the end of the, at the renewal of the season, they need to be Metzayim Alakfaros. And there's also responsibility for, let's say, an orchard which is in the state of Orla. So if you remember, in the first three years of the usage of a fruit, you're not allowed to eat that fruit, right? It's arelim yiyulachem, it's, 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 uh, it's, um, it, you cannot eat that. So the responsibility is, is to put up signs saying, this is orla. The Gemara, say, the Gemara says, but that's only during the Shemitah year. Meaning, if I planted my, 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 my uh, orchard of apples, and two years in is Shemitah, and the first apples are appearing, then in that case, there's a responsibility to put up a sign saying this is Orla, so that people during Shemitah should not come and do this. But the Gemara says, but if it's not Shemitah, I have no responsibility to put up a sign. You know why? Because Haliteu Larosha V'yamos. Because for that person to be eating my Orla, he is stealing. And I don't have to protect thieves. That's what the Gemara says as well. Which means to say, I don't need to protect the ill, the ill doers in society. Now, this is a matter, it could be a matter of debate. Recently, I, was, I took, a, I took a, a cycle on the Farakway boardwalks, and I saw that the Queen's Community Center of Justice was having a day there. All orange shirts, orange pavilions, and I said to them, what precisely is this? And they said, oh, this is a government-run uh, run program for those who are having trouble with the law. Which means to say, <laughs> those who have run into issues Right, who are, who don't know how to deal with it because because uh, they're uh, very uh, very uh, uh, very con confusing and complex. So there is a government a agency or government program funded program to be able to help such people. Which means that in that case, yes, you could say on the one hand is they deserve it and they're bad and they in, they 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 went they they crossed the line. So let them let them suffer the consequences. On the other hand, the government also realizes that some people just are not. There's a cycle. They're never going to get out. Right. So you can speak to this. They're just. So it was, sometimes you just need to help people out of, it might be a first time infringement, a second time infringement. You need to give them the tools to get out. The Gomorrah says, Halitea Rosh of Yomus, when it comes to personal possession, private property, if it's my property, I don't need to protect you from the Isser of, 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 of Geneb. That's uh, any other Isserim of Orla if you're going to be stealing as well. So Rezobostin says in the same case over here, maybe in this case over here, we're actually protecting a person from, uh, from theft. There might be grounds to, to allow it. For for these these uh, these reasons. Now don't go, don't do this at home without close adult supervision. Um, so this is, but but the the fascinating as, uh, application I thought in this particular case was the Devar Yoshua and Hartsvi debate, which comes to Chaya's question, which was um, is there a difference between a scissor action and a, a um, and a chemical agent when it comes to Pais Arosh? And the Devar Yoshua says yes when it comes to the Pais Arosh as well. Yes, Eva. Oh, good question. That's a good question. I actually don't even know where that would fit. That's a very interesting question. So Eva's asking is what happens if the hair removal is done on a permanent basis because you're, bur you're essentially burning the hair follicles with a laser treatment that it'll never come back. Can you do that when it comes to, first of all, hair on the face and hair on the sides? When it comes to hair on the face, in this case, I, I, I would imagine that it's, it's not an issue because that would be the misbrimka the entire, which is fine. When it comes to the past rush, it would probably go to the same debate as the Haritzvi and the and the Dvar Yoshua as to, as to what about a third category of removal, which doesn't belong in the Misparaim or Tar section as well. I don't know why anybody would want to do that in this particular case, because I mean, that's a permanent, 
you know, change of one's, of one's hair, and it's going to be something which one cannot reverse. But nonetheless, yeah, Baruch. No, 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 no. So the Pehasa Zakan are here, the corners over here, and the, and the chin. There's the Pehasa Zakan. Pehasa Rosh are, are ears upwards back over to, to the arc of the ear to the, to the forehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem at all. No problem at all. Eyebrows, yeah. No. Nope. That's fine. That's fine. And in fact, they do. If you go to, if you go to, uh, it, it, it's actually one of the, the local barbers just just stopped doing that. But actually, it's very nice. Nice warm, warm shaving cream and a shave. <laughs> so I can feel right. But yeah, that's, there's no problem there. That's not that's not even in the in the in the in the arena as well. And so that's then uh, as well. What was that? That's not a problem. Not a problem. Over here, as long as the 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 corners become where the bone is on on the, um, as well. So um, as well. Um, anyways, it's always always an interesting feeling to have somebody else with a blade on your neck. But um, <laughs> but I still think it's yeah, Eva. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it, it's all right to have a beard too. Um, it's uh, it, so it's uh, it's not, not not so bad. Uh, you know, either beers are the rage these days. You know, you, it's, it's come back again. Anyway, so Rabbi, so this is just a very fascinating topic. Real question and a question from from the Israel uh, the Israel domain. Fascinating application. I think is a very unknown area of halacha, which is why it's worthwhile. And Be'ezra Hashem, in the coming weeks, we'll explore some different arenas um, of, of halacha as well. And a, a note is that next.